female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He hit your face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Man Eaters, the only true crime podcast on the entire internet where all the killers are real animals, whether it's biting, scratchings, maulings, or clawings. We're here to talk about it. My name is James Chapman, and I'm your host. And today we are talking about snakes ooh those slithery little bitches uh, we are talking of course about snakes specifically uh, snakes in Australia we have a list here uh, a nice long comprehensive list of all the fatal snake attacks in recorded history in Australia well I shouldn't say all I'm sure there are some that are missing but it is quite a good list uh, with a lot of information a lot of uh, interesting stories so we're going to get to that but I thought you know what it's snake bites uh, it's a sad topic a lot of our topics on the show are quite sad why not lighten the mood and uh, have, a, have a couple jokes okay so here's some snake-themed jokes for you. Um, uh, wh- why don't snakes drink coffee? Hmm? Well, because it makes them viperactive. <laughs> um, what what do snakes use to clean their car windows? Huh? Windscreened vipers. There's a lot of viper stuff. Okay, okay, cool. What's a snake's favorite TV show? Huh? Monty Python. That was not funny at all. What do you call a snake that builds things? A boa constructor. <laughs> uh, kill yourself. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's, that is, I am sufficiently lubed up for this episode. So let's get stuck into it, guys. We are talking about the list of Australian fatal snake attacks or snake bites, I should say. Uh, so let's just jump into that list right now. Sit back, relax, and let's talk all about Australian venom. Australia is renowned for its diverse wildlife, and among its most notorious inhabitants are venomous snakes. With approximately 100 species of snakes calling the continent home, around 20% of these possess venom that can be harmful or even deadly to humans. These serpents are an integral part of Australia's ecosystems, but their potential danger has led to both fascination and caution among locals and visitors alike. Now, here's a fact that might blow your little nut hair back. Australia is home to 20 of the top 25 most venomous snakes in the world, including all of the top 11. The world's most venomous snake, the inland taipan, is found nowhere else on the planet except for Australia. It's also called the fierce snake, and it carries enough venom in a single bite to kill around 250,000 mice. Now, when I started researching for this episode, um, you know, I saw the statistic, 20 out of 25 of the most venomous snakes in the world are Australian venomous snakes. And uh, to be completely honest, that number didn't surprise me. I didn't know the exact number off the top of my head, but when I read that, I wasn't surprised. It's it's common knowledge. We all always know that. And I'm assuming wherever, wherever you are in the world, same thing. You're not, you're not necessarily shocked. Australia, it just is where venomous snakes are. But I started to wonder, what's the reason for this? Why are so many Australian snakes and so many Australian animals in general so venomous? Like, 
Why does the inland taipan need enough venom in a single bite to kill 250,000 mice? It's also interesting, they don't have any large predators or large prey. It's not like there's any elephants running around the Australian outback that they need to, 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 to kill with all their venom. So why are the snakes in Australia just so venomous? Why are they so highly venomous? Well, to answer that question, we have to look at how Australia ended up with so many different types of dangerous snakes. So if we flash back 180 million years, okay, at this time in history, Africa, South America, India, Australia, and the Antarctic were all joined together in a massive supercontinent. Now, this landmass gradually split apart due to continental drift, with Africa and South America breaking off first, followed 40 million years later by India and then Madagascar, which of course we know is on the coast of South Africa. Australia and Antarctica finally broke apart around 100 million years ago. So today, venomous snakes are found all, all of, in all of these places except for Antarctica. Um, you go to India, Africa, Madagascar, uh, South America, you're going to find venomous snakes. But why are they so much more venomous here? Well, on the original combined landmass, it is thought that there was a population of ancestral snakes that were particularly venomous. These were separated when the landmasses broke apart. Now, whereas the other continents currently have several different types of snakes, Australia's snakes belong almost entirely to one group called elipads, or elipids, I'm sorry, elipids. These are a group of snakes that inject their prey with venom from hollow, fixed fangs. Their fangs are like straws. Or like hypodermic needles, that's probably even a better way to put it. Um, the other continents have several ancestors that may or may not have been venomous, but Australia's 140 terrestrial and 30 marine snake species all evolved from this one singular venomous ancestor. So that's the answer there. Why are they so venomous? Because their combined um, ancestor, their, 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 what do you call it? Their common ancestor was a highly venomous snake, and over time, that's just how we ended up with it. So I found that really interesting. Nice little interesting fact for you. Australia's unique geography and climate have given rise to a wide variety of species of snakes, each adapted to thrive in specific habitats. The country's vast landscapes range from deserts and rainforests to coastal areas and arid regions, providing niches for different snake species. If you're not from Australia, maybe you only have a few different ideas of what Australia looks like. You're thinking of the desert and the outback, but it's a very big country. It's a very big continent, and we have it basically every kind of um, biome that you could think of. I was flying to Melbourne the other day, and I was looking out my window, and there was snow-capped mountains. I just, I, even I, I live here. I've lived here all my life. Sometimes forget that this place is quite big and has a different, uh, a bunch of different um, climates, essentially. So yeah, the, our snakes can live in all of these climates. Um, I don't necessarily think they live on top of snow-capped mountains, but they might. Um, now, from the lethal inland Taipan to the desolate interior, uh, to the formidable coastal Taipan along the northeastern coastline, the snake population demonstrates an ability to thrive in diverse environments. Venomous Australian snakes utilize their venom primarily for hunting prey, which consists mainly of small birds, mammals, reptiles. Venom composition varies among these species with a complex cocktail of enzymes, peptides, and proteins that target different physiological systems in their prey. When injected into a human, these toxins can cause a range of symptoms, including pain, swelling, nausea, and in severe cases, paralysis, and even death. The speed and severity of these effects depends on factors such as the snake species, the amount of venom injected, and the victim's sensitivity to said, ve to said venom. 
Now, several venomous Australian snake species have earned international recognition due to their deadly potential, and we will find them on our list. The inland taipan, often dubbed the world's most venomous snake, possesses venom with extremely potent neurotoxins that can quickly incapacitate its prey. The coastal taipan boasts a similar potency and is considered to be the world's most dangerous snake, one of the world's most dangerous snakes, due to its aggressive behavior when cornered. The eastern brown snake, found across most of eastern Australia, including where I live here in Newcastle, is responsible for more snake bite deaths in the country than any other species. Its venom contains a mix of toxins that affect the blood clotting system, potentially leading to internal bleeding and organ damage. And finally, the common death adder employs a unique hunting strategy, relying on camouflage and a venomous bite to ambush its unsuspecting prey. So today we're going to take a look at a list of fatal snake bite attacks in Australia. Uh, this is not necessarily a complete list. There will probably be people that died from snake bites, particularly earlier in history that did not report it or did not get found. Uh, but it is a fairly comprehensive uh, list. So we're going to go into that right now. And we're going to start in the 19th century, all the way back in 1867. Our first victim, his name was William, William Drummond. And he was actually, oh, sorry. I was going to say he was a police magistrate, uh, but I believe um, the magistrate might also have been killed. Am I look? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, let's just read this story. So, in Melbourne, Victoria, a showman named Shires performed in an act in which he allowed himself to be bitten by a deadly tiger snake. Drummond, convinced that Shires was a fraud, demanded to be bitten by the snake himself. Shires complied and Drummond passed out. Shires was acquitted of manslaughter on the grounds that he had been denied the opportunity to treat Desmond during using a homemade anti-venom. Wow. So sorry, William Drummond was the police magistrate. So this guy, Shires, was performing in an act, like a sideshow act, um, where he would allow himself to get bitten by snakes, um, and the guy didn't believe him, asked to be bitten by the snake, and he was, and he died. Wow, that's, what a story to start off on, that's crazy. Um, I wonder how he was surviving. He said that he had a homemade anti-venom, maybe that's how he was surviving the snake bites. Um, that's really interesting. It was in the 1800s though, so anything goes back then. Uh, moving on forward, on November 5th of 1875, a Mrs. Falconer was killed by an Australian copperhead in Swan Hill, Victoria. She treated it by injecting ammonia and died 50 hours later after being bitten by a 12-foot-long copperhead snake. Wow. Do not inject yourself with ammonia. It won't work, and you'll die. Um... In December of 1878, there was another bite. A tiger snake bit a 12-year-old boy uh, in Alexandra, Victoria. The boy was bitten on the hand while planting potatoes. First aid was ligature and scarifying. A later doctor injected him with ammonia. Again, he died 20 hours after being bitten. That's stop doing that. Uh, don't, don't, don't. The ammonia is bad. On February, in February of 1887, an unnamed gardener was killed by a red-bellied black snake in uh, Wang, <laughs> Wangatara, <laughs> Fuck, we've got weird names here. Um, he was bitten on the heel. They hit the snake and rubbed its head on the wound, which was apparently a Chinese antidote. It didn't work because the unnamed gardener passed away soon after. In April of 1893, Charles Mason, a 10-year-old boy, was killed by a tiger snake. 
in Starwell, Victoria, he stepped on a pregnant tiger snake in a bush. First aid, a ligature was applied, the wounds scarified, and stimulants administered. The boy was taken to a hospital where he died eight hours after being bitten by the snake. May 1893 was the next bite. A tiger snake killed Victor Hula in Victoria. Uh, Victor Hula was bitten on the hand during a snake demonstration. Brandy with some unnamed antidote and a washing... Uh, sorry, first aid. Brandy with some unnamed antidote. Oh, he was, he was given brandy to drink with some unnamed antidote and the wound was washed. Later, a ligature, ligi, ligature was applied. The victim was injected with strychnine and he was sent to the hospital where he passed out. Uh, strychnine also does not seem like a good idea to be injected with. Two years later, in February of 1895, Amit, who was eight years old, he was bitten by a tiger snake in uh, Inveray in New South Wales, near uh, Bungonia. Bungonia. He was bitten on the ankle while crossing a paddock barefooted. First aid was applied. He was given a ligature and scarified. Later, he was injected with strychnine. He still died. In January of 1896, uh, a Miss Kelly, who was an eight-year-old girl, was killed by an unknown snake, but possibly a brown tree snake. Uh, she died in Victoria. She was bitten on the finger, arm, and throat while she was asleep on her porch. The snake was killed and the wound scarified and sucked, but the child died on the way to the hospital. September of 1898 was the next time a snake killed someone in Australia. It was a young girl. We don't know her age or name, uh, but she was bitten by a brown snake in South Australia. The daughter had put her hand in a log that a rabbit ran into, and she was bitten by a 12-foot brown snake. There are only three more, uh, three more deaths that occurred in the 1800s. On January 1899, a tiger snake killed a 13-year-old female named Dudley, last name Dudley, in a Bruthen in Victoria. She trod on the snake while carrying a parcel. Uh, then in the same month, in January of 1899, Gordon, a nine-year-old boy, he was killed by a mainland tiger snake in Kungbul, in Kungbul Station, Balmoral in Victoria. He was bitten twice in the thumb while removing some rails to get a rabbit. And the final death that occurred in the 1800s was on March, in March of 1899, Pat O'Rourke, 74-year-old, uh, was killed by a tiger snake in Kilmore, Victoria. He was bitten on the little finger when he went to the barn to get some hay. The wound was bound, scarified, and sucked. He sought medical treatment and was later sent home where he fell into dizziness, but uh, sorry, into laziness, but died. There we go. So now we're into a brand new century, the 20th century, the 1900s. We only have a few uh, details for a lot of these attacks, so we're going to go through them as quickly as we can. There was a death of a 19-year-old girl in November of 1900. We do not know the species and we do not know the story, but we do know that it occurred in Bendigo in Victoria. In the next year, in December of 1901, a, quote, little lad was killed by a common death adder. Wiseman's Ferry, New South Wales is the location. He was bitten on the foot and he died before the doctor arrived. In October of uh, 1902, so we're averaging about one a year so far, a 15-year-old boy of unknown name was bitten by a tiger snake in Kunong in New South Wales. He was bitten on the calf while bird catching and he died four hours later. 
The next four, uh, sorry, the next five stories, we do not know the species of the snake and we have very few information about what actually happened, but we'll get through these really quickly. So in November of 1906, a small boy was killed in Yay, Victoria. In 1907, Frances McKnight was killed in Middle Harbour, New South Wales. The snake bit her three times on the ankle while she was gathering wild flowers. In, 19, in 1908, Walter Harden died in Marlborough, New South Wales. In 1908, Ronald Whitechurch was killed in Seymour, Victoria by a snake. And in 1909, Hugh McDay died in Deralane, Tasmania. Uh, sorry, Deloraine, De- 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 Deloraine, Tasmania. Never heard of it. Sounds beautiful. Uh, those, yeah, obviously not a lot of information there. But as we get through closer to modern history, um, modern day, uh, we... We'll have more information, obviously. So we're going into the 1910s now. Uh, The first death occurred in 1910. It was a brown snake and it killed a boy named Howard Thomas. Uh, We do not know the story or the location, except that it occurred in Queensland. The same year, in March 1910, a 14-year-old male was killed in Casterton, Victoria. Uh, He was rabbiting with friends, bitten when he put his hand into a burrow to get a rabbit. These people need to invest in some gloves, I think. Three years later, in 1913, Garnett C. was killed by an eastern brown snake in La Perouse, New South Wales, in a snake show similar to the first story that we had on our list. That same year, 1913, Harry DeLine was killed in Melbourne at another snake show uh, by a tiger snake. And in 1914, Alex Rolfe was killed by another tiger snake. No further details exist on that story. On November, uh, no, sorry, in November 1915, a 20-year-old man, 21-year-old man, was killed in Laverton, Victoria. In 1917, a Vogel boy, which I assume is an indigenous tribe and an indigenous person, um, was killed in uh, Tintaldra in Victoria. And in 1917, a tiger snake killed George Valls uh, in Sydney. Uh, the and he was an antidote vendor. That's so interesting. Let's look at that story. Let's see if we can't get something up about that. Okay, so. Oh, no, that's not a very good. Bear with me. I don't think this is going to be a very good source. Uh, but yeah, one great thing about this list is it does include direct like links to articles and stories. No, there's not a news article. If there's a good news article, we will read it. Let's move on to the 1920s. We're in the roaring 20s, folks. Um... So yeah, we're about 100 years ago now. We are going to try to get through the whole list today, but if it does stretch out to be a a two-parter, you know what? So be it. So be it. I know you guys love your series. We're in the 1920s. The The first death occurred on the 13th of March in 1920. Teresa Caton, a 26-year-old female, was killed by a tiger snake in Sydney. She was a carnival girl, bitten while playing with some snakes belonging to a snake showman, Thomas Wanless. The wound was scarified, a ligature was applied, and Wanless's antidote was administered. The victim refused further treatment until 12 hours after the bite, which was far too late. Wanless died from the fo- Wanless died the following year in South Africa from a green mamba bite. There you go. What an interesting life. It would have been 100 years ago, just refusing treatment from a snake bite. And then the guy goes and dies in South Africa. Um, 
The next death occurred in December of that same year, 1920. Uh, the species of snake is unknown, but the victim's name was Calera uh, <coughs> Telford. She was a three-year-old girl in Apollo Bay, Victoria. Apollo Bay, beautiful place. She was bitten while at her parents' dairy farm. Puncture marks found on the leg after her death. Now, there wasn't another death included on this list for another five years. December 1925, Charles McPherson, uh, he was killed in Molesworth, Tasmania. He was bitten while sitting on a tarpaulin reading on a camping trip. The wound was a tarpaulin. It's just a tarp. It's just like a plastic sheet, uh, by the way. The wound was incised and cleaned and a ligature was applied. He died in the hospital 12 hours after being bitten by a tiger snake. In July 1926, Maud Frances Biden, a, 20, a 29-year-old female, was killed in Queensland. The woman was trying to bag a four-foot-long brown snake and a bitter above the knee. It was a tiger snake. In October of 1927, a tiger snake killed Ernest Polak, a middle-aged man, in Fitzroy, in Victoria. Having collected and bagged several specimens earlier that day, he was found at home having been bitten. Uh, the very next year, in 1928, Dot Vane was killed by a tiger snake in Perth at a snake show. She was the wife of Rocky Vane. I don't know who that is. Rocky Vane. Should we should we look him up? Let's Google Rocky Vane. <laughs> Bear with me. Rocky Vane. Oh, what? This is weird. Okay, this is very interesting. Rocky Vane. Rocky Vane arrested. This is a newspaper from, uh, it doesn't say when. Lindsay Harold Vane, known here as Rocky Vane, snake. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lindsay Harold Vane, known, known to here as Rocky Vane, snake elsewhere as Rocky Vane, snake charmer, was arrested in Fremantle last week on a charge of having been the unlawful possession of a set of wrenches. <laughs> what the fuck? He appeared in Fremantle Court on Friday. A detective was referred to in a receipt case as a crawling snake. Apparently, the one who wrenched Rocky from his pits did not come under this case or perhaps his art in the art of charming that particularly... Ver what the fuck is this? This is so poorly written. It's so terribly written. I don't care. Uh, I don't know who Rocky Vane is. <laughs> um... Okay, this is interesting. I want to go down a little rabbit hole here. So I'm looking at, I, I googled Rocky Vane, and the second thing that comes up is a Wikipedia article for Karnak Island, which is a uh, nature reserve southwest of Fremantle um, in Western Australia. Let's have a look here. Where's Rocky Vane? Control F. I love a good control F, don't you? Okay, uh, fauna. There is no permanent fresh water providing a challenge for the animals that live here. The origins of the tiger snake colony, apparently there's a tiger snake colony, um, has attracted significant debate. One example of a theory is that in 1929, a man named Lindsay Rocky Vane dumped his tiger snake collection on the island after snake exhibitions were banned in Western Australia after Vane's wife and his assistant died from snake bite. Well, it's interesting. Um, and research into that species has adapted to a harsh island habitat. King skinks, which is a type of lizard, also inhabit the island, and there is evidence of confrontation between the king skinks and the tiger snakes. This is so... That's really bizarre. Okay, well, it doesn't seem like he was famous. He just wanted... 
dumped a bunch of snakes and got arrested. But that's that's interesting. Okay, uh, in May of 1929, C.J. French was killed in Adelaide by a tiger snake. C.J. was bitten on the forearm while giving a demonstration to children at the Adelaide Zoo, where he was the curator of the snake park, which had just opened two months earlier. Ligature, cut, and suck wound <laughs> applied penangan- what? permanganate crystals. That's the that's the first aid. Applied permanganate crystals. He died at the hospital. Yeah, crystals don't do anything. Um, the final death in the 1920s occurred in 1929 in February. Harry Melrose was 42 years old and was killed by a tiger snake in Perth. William Henry Melrose, a partner, here we go, a partner of Rocky Vane's, was showing off with a bag of snakes when he was bitten on the hand. He was taken to the hospital where his wound was scarified and other remedies were applied. He died two days after being bitten. Okay, so it seems to be coming clear. Rocky Vane's wife and assistant both died from snake attacks, snake bites, and it seems that he probably dumped his, um, his snakes on that island. That's that's so bizarre. I was not expecting a story like that to have occurred. Interesting. Let's move on to the 1930s, shall we, folks? We're in the 1930s, and the first attack occurred in 1930. Uh, a person by the name of Pegleg Davies was killed. Snake handling. With a name like Pegleg, I'm going to assume he was a snake handler. <laughs> he was killed by a tiger snake. That same year in February, uh, Rachel Pratt was 11 years old. She was a woman, and oh, I guess I should say a girl. She was killed by a common death adder in Toowoomba, Queensland. Bitten on the foot, brought to hospital, but died three hours later. I've never been to, to Toowoomba. People in Australia call it Poowoomba because it's a bit shitty, apparently, but I don't know. People call where I live Poo Castle, uh, and it's not shitty at all. It's really quite nice. A few days after uh, Rachel Pratt died, uh, on the 20th of March, 1930, an undisclosed species of snake killed Dulcy Joan Wilson, who was a five-year-old girl, in Laceby South. August 1930 was the next time an attack occurred. Ernest Christian Nemi was a 25-year-old man, was killed by a brown snake near Ingham, Queensland. He stepped on the snake and was bitten on the ankle. He then cut the wound and applied a ligature, ligature, I can't say that word, ligature, ligature, and an antidote. He was rushed to the hospital where he later died. The next year, James slash Jimmy Murray, I'm sure he wouldn't have minded either way, was killed by a tiger snake when he was 19 years old in Marawar, Tasmania. He was giving a demonstration. Murray was a snake dealer who caught numerous snakes and sold them to Walter and Eliza Hall Institute of Medical Research for venom extraction and research. Uh, in 1931, in April... Uh, Oh, sorry, in 1932, I'm so sorry, a tiger snake killed a Mr. John Graves in Whittlesea, Victoria. He was also a snake handler. A lot of these people who are dying are snake handlers. So one thing that we notice when we do these list episodes is um, you, you start to get a, a, a really good overview of what's going on with these attacks, right? Uh, for example, when we talked about the dogs in North America, a lot of things that were in common. It was a family dog, it was a child or an old person being killed. Now with the snake series, what's sort of coming out, especially in these earlier years, is that a lot of times there's snake handlers and snake charmers getting killed. So uh, not to victim blame, but um, hey, man, you mess with snake, you you play, you live by the snake, you die by the snake, I guess is what I'm trying to say. In February of 1932, an undisclosed uh, species of snake killed a Mrs. Merville Cole, a 43-year-old female in Horsham, Victoria. She was bitten on the foot while fishing, and she died several hours later. In March 1932... 
Raymond George Barnum was killed. He was 13 years old. He was killed in Gosford, which is not far from where I am right now. Uh, Gosford, New South Wales. Testimony at a coroner inquest, a a bandage was applied, (laughs) and half an hour later, the doctor said black snakes weren't venomous, and they removed the bandage. There you go. I'm just going to say bandage from now on. Uh, Interesting. The next uh, attack occurred near my place as well, uh, the 15th of March, 1934 in Greta in New South Wales. Greta, the only thing I know about Greta is that they have a drive-in movie theater. It's very nice. You can drive your car in there and watch a movie like the old days and get bitten by mosquitoes and uh, and have drunk people walk past and yell at you. And Mr. Archibald Thompson, 56 years old, was killed by a brown snake. He was bitten while he was in the bush. He was bandaged. He was bandaged and he died anyway. The next one also occurred in the Hunter Valley near my place in Curry Curry in December of 1934. A tiger snake killed Julius Mitchell, a 58-year-old man. He was known as... Oh, sorry. The snake was known as Milo the Snake. No, he was... Sorry. Julius Mitchell, also known as Milo the Snake Man, was exhibiting his snakes when one bit him on the hand as he was trying to put it back in the box. He made incisions and applied a liquid, tied a loose bandage, and refused further medical treatment. There's only three more in this decade. In the, on the 24th of October, 1935, a sea snake, first sea snake of the list, uh, killed Maso Fukami, a 23-year-old man. 30 miles offshore Bathurst Island in the Northern Territory, a Japanese pearl diver was grasped by an eight-foot-long sea snake on his wrist. The diver tore the snake off him, was hauled aboard, and a bandage was applied. He died nonetheless. On October 8th, 1936, a death adder killed Luigi. Luigi? Yeah, Luigi. Ah, first Luigi of the list, everyone. Luigi Valles, who was a four-year-old boy. Oh, it's less fun. In Mossman, Queensland, the four-year-old was bitten on his cane farm while he was in the fields with his father. Hey guys, don't bring your four-year-old out to the farm, uh, into the fields. What's he going to do, apart from be bitten by snakes? Final story of the 1930s, uh, Ole J. Kallock was a 52-year-old man. He was killed in August of 1939 by a brown snake in Queensland. He was found five to seven days after his death by a fellow miner and friend. Kallock had written his will in charcoal on a piece of newspaper saying he was bitten by a big brown snake. There was a bandage on his leg and his big toe was lanced for scarifying. There you go. That's a good story to end off on. Uh, Let's move into the 1940s, guys. There's only three attacks in the 1940s that we have information on, potentially because people were busy with other things in the 1940s. Potentially. I'm not sure. Okay, in October of 1940, an unidentified species of snake killed a Miss Norma Wells, who was a 12-year-old girl. She was bitten on the foot while walking beside the Goulburn River. She later died in hospital. September of 1946 was the next time a death was written and recorded on this list. Norman Boyd, he was four years old and was similarly killed by an undisclosed species of snake. He died in Hampton, New South Wales. He was bitten while playing outside his home and he died after doctors failed to revive him. The final story occurs in uh, January of 1948. It was a tiger snake this time, and the victim's name was Dorothy Vera Townsend in Pelion Hut, uh, Overland Tract in Tasmania. Don't know where that is. 
She'd been bitten twice on the lower right leg by a snake, believed to be a tiger snake, about 11.30am on Wednesday. The snake hung on and bruised her leg after the second strike. The punctures were lacerated and tourniquets were applied, but the treatment was ineffective and Miss Townsend died at 4.30am on Thursday. Numerous hikers took turns carrying her body by litter, by, by litter 24 miles in 18 hours to get her down from the mountain. Wow, that's very sad. Yeah, when you go um, hiking or bushwalking in Australia, I never go without bandages. I, a lot of my friends don't worry about the first aid kit because what's the worst that can happen? Um, that's the worst that can happen. You can die on a mountain after being bitten by a tiger snake and the tiger snake like stays in your leg and bruises. Ugh, ugh, I don't like it. Let's jump into the 1950s now. The war's over. All of our parents are banging, or I guess our grandparents. How old are my parents? I don't know. I don't want to think about that, guys. Why are you bringing it up? Only two deaths recorded on the list for the 1950s. Uh, one in 1950 and one in 1956. Uh, we'll do the one earlier first. July 28th, 1950, a coastal Taipan killed a man named Kevin Budden, who was 20 years old, in Cairns, in Queensland. Which, incidentally, I'm heading to Cairns tomorrow, and if you're from Cairns and you know of any cool places to hang out, let me know. I'm there for a week. Uh... The specimen was captured and subsequently milked by David Flea in Melbourne to produce the very first antidote, anti-venom. That's so interesting. Wow. Okay, so the very first anti-venom was from a coastal Taipan in 1950. And uh, it was, wow, that is so interesting. That is very cool. Very cool. Man, if you were to die from a snake bite, it's obviously really sad, but if you were to know that you were the last person to die from a snake bite before anti-venom was uh, available, you'd probably be also like, damn, I was unlucky. God damn it. Uh, finally, in the 1950s, uh, a tiger snake killed Curly Bell in 1956 in Hayward Swamps. She was snake collecting, or he was snake collecting. Do you think someone's named Curly would be a boy or a girl? Probably a boy. <laughs> So we don't actually have any, any information for the 1960s for whatever reason, um, but we're going to push on through to the 1970s now, I think. Um, yeah, let's do that. 1970s. So first attack, and I can see now just scrolling through the list a little bit, the more we get closer to the to the present day, the more information there is. Okay, so we will be getting some really nice juicy stories happening. Um, both attacks uh, occurred from a Western brown snake in the 1980s. It was 1986 and 1989. In the one in 1986, it was a 61-year-old female who died in Cervantes in Western Australia. She was bitten on her lower leg. She walked the distance but was received no first aid and she died. In 1989, three years later, a 33-year-old female was bitten uh, in Carnarvon in Western Australia. She didn't notice that she was bitten. She was not given any first aid and the snake bite was discovered at an autopsy. That's really interesting. Imagine not knowing you were bitten by a snake. That's got to be terrifying, hasn't it? Like where you don't even know if you've been like bitten and you just start feeling sick and you don't know why. Turns out you were bitten by a, by a Western brown snake. Okay, we're into the 1990s now. Uh, 1993, the year I was born, so obviously the best year ever. Um, a 50-year-old was killed in Bundaberg in Queensland. Bundaberg, known for its rum and I think a murder as well. <laughs> uh, this person was killed by an Eastern brown snake. On the 24th of February, 1993, a Western brown snake... It's interesting. Slash. Oh, slash Guadar. Guadar. Interesting. Um, I don't know why the rest of the um, 
article hasn't included this, but in this uh, listing, it says Western Brown Snake slash Guadar, which I think must be the indigenous name for that snake. A 31-year-old male was killed in Derby. It was unwitnessed. The snake was found in a bucket and the victim was unconscious with head injuries, assumed to have been bitten, resulting in a fall. Anti-venom was administered at Derby Hospital, but with no improvement. Patient was air ambulanced to Sir Charles Gardner's hospital where he died. Um... I'm sure it's all over the world as well, but in Australia, we have a really great um, system called the Royal Flying Doctor Service. Um, essentially, yeah, air ambulancing people. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, Sophie Nolan, she's actually in the TV show for the Royal Flying Doctors. So, uh, yeah, check that out. I can't remember what the TV show is called. I'm a really bad friend, <laughs> but just, yeah, she's really cool. And look it up. Okay, uh, the 6th of February, 1994. A person was killed by a northern death adder. His name was Richard Scott. He was two years old uh, in Fitzroy Crossing in Western Australia. The bite was not witnessed, but it was confirmed that his autopsy. So again, we didn't know why he died until they autopsied him. And they were like, oh yeah, he was bitten by a snake. The next death occurred a few years later on the 1st of December in 1997. A Western brown snake killed Murray Plain, who was 33 years old at the time. Tamula Goldmine, north of Leona in Western Australia, was the place the man died. The man was inebriated and handling a snake, which he and his friends found in miners' quarters during the night of the 1st of December. He was air ambulance to Royal Perth Hospital, where he subsequently died on the 4th of December. So this is a good one, a good place to say, if you're drunk, don't handle snakes. Don't handle snakes ever, unless you're trained to. But especially don't do it when you're inebriated in your goddamn miners' quarters. That would have been a party until he died. Uh, on the 31st of October, 1998, a desert death adder uh, killed a man named, oh, sorry, killed a boy named Michael Ross. <gasps> Mike Ross from Suits. He was killed in Broome in Western Australia. I think Broome is the second most populous city in Western Australia, I think. Uh, or at least to me, it's the most well-known apart from Perth. Um, now, the bite was not witnessed. He died en route to a hospital 180 kilometers away, and snake bite was confirmed upon the autopsy. A lot of times we're finding that the kids are the ones who get bitten, and we don't know that they've been, been bitten until the autopsy. Okay, 5th of November, 1998, a tiger snake killed a 14-year-old boy named Tony Patterson in High Wilcombe in Western Australia. Tony was bitten on his hand while photograph photographing the snake. Initial first aid was ina inadequate and was followed by collapse, hospitalization with antivenoms applied. The boy still died. In 1999, a tiger snake killed Joey McGlasson, seven years old, in Kennet River, Victoria. On the 29th of November in 1999, a western brown snake killed a 35-year-old man of unknown name in Broome, Western Australia. Uh, he caught the snake on the 27th of November and was bitten while showing the snake being placed in a bag. He received antivenom at the hospital shortly after, but died regardless. There you go. That, that's a whole century right there. Do we think we should keep pushing through and have a full... Yeah, let's do it. We're only 40 minutes into the episode. Okay. We are now into the 2000s. It's a new century, guys. Bush is president. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. Bush. He's a painter now. He, he killed a bunch of people, but he's a painter. Okay, the first death on our list actually occurs in 2003. It was a tiger snake, and it killed an elderly female whose name we do not know. She died in Kew in Victoria. She was bitten while pruning her vines, which sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. 
The next death occurred three years later. On the 2nd of January 2006, a brown snake killed Bevan Corbett, a 20-year-old man in Cobar, New South Wales. He was bitten repeatedly while jogging. On the 16th of April 2007, a whip snake killed Ron Siggins, who was 37 years old, in Harcourt, Victoria. He was bitten on the finger by a snake, considered no more deadly than a bee sting. The victim had been handling snakes for over 30 years and had been bitten by whip snakes before. I've never heard of whip snakes before. Let's have a... Oh, they're cute. Oh, wow. If you're able to, Google whip snake right now. It's like a little danger noodle. Aw. They're very cute. If I saw that, I wouldn't assume it was venomous either. But apparently it is for Ron Siggins, who is now dead. Okay. On the 14th of January, 2007, an eastern brown snake killed an undisclosed boy who was 16 years old in Wallen in New South Wales. He was bitten on the hand, and it is believed that he his trek... Oh, it's believed that his trek to help find... Wait, what? To help find in hot conditions may have advanced spread of venom. Hmm. Oh, to find help. <laughs> it's written badly. It's believed that his trek to find help in hot conditions may have advanced the spread of venom. At the end of the episode, we'll talk a little bit about how to prevent this from happening or how to provide first aid. Um, but yeah, if you are bitten, try to stand still. Try to not move. Um, you might not have a choice. But yeah, believe that if he was walking through hot, and it can be really hot in Wallen in New South Wales, um, that's probably what ended him. Uh, on the 10th of March in 2007, Melina Swilks, a, a nine-year-old female, was killed by an eastern brown snake in Rocky River, New South Wales. She was bitten on her foot in a vegetable patch and she died two hours later. And finally, on the 15th of January 2009, a western brown snake killed a six-year-old female whose name we do not know, and that occurred in Carnarvon in Western Australia. We're through to the 2010s now, and there's a lot of it, there's a lot more information now. I think they uh, started taking the um, reporting of this a bit more seriously in the 2010s. So let's get through these. On the 29th of November in 2010, a Western brown snake killed a 43-year-old man named Michael Thorpe in uh, Jinjin, Western Australia. He was bitten on the toe by a 50-centimeter snake and died two and a half hours later after being transported to hospital and receiving antivenom. On the 2nd of November 2011, Narelle Pales, who was 42 years old, was killed in Warwick, uh, Queensland, in Warwick, sorry, Warwick, Queensland, by an eastern brown snake. Uh, another death occurred 15 days later. It was Andrew Smith. He was 35 years old, also in Queensland in a town called Emerald. He was also killed by an eastern brown snake. And the following year, on October 8th, 2012, an eastern brown snake was responsible for another death in Queensland in a town called Miles. The victim's name was Ashley Leishman. She was 26... Oh, sorry, his name was Ashley Leishman. He was 26 year old, years old at the time of his death. Now, next victim was named Andrew Vaughan. He was 57 years old and he died on the 1st of November in 2012. He was bitten by a coastal taipan in Yapoon in Queensland. Two days later, 3rd of December 2012, Colin Field, an 80-year-old man, was killed on Wilson's Plains in Queensland. He was bitten by a brown snake. On the 10th of March 2013, Stephen's a Stevens banded snake killed a man whose name we do not know. He was 60 years old in Kaling, New South Wales. The man was bitten on his hand. It took three hours to help rescue him due to flooding, and he didn't reach the hospital until seven days, seven hours after the bite. 
On the 23rd of April, 2013, a man named Carl Barry, who was 26 years old, was killed by a northern brown snake in Darwin in the Northern Territory. That same year, on November 2nd, an unknown species of snake killed a woman, who was 59 years old, and we don't know her name, in Glen Oak, New South Wales. She was most likely bitten by an eastern brown snake. On the 8th of October 2014, a western brown snake killed an undisclosed name of a man. He was 41 years old. He died in Laverton in, in Western Australia. The man was bitten multiple times on his hand and arm while trying to grab and kill the snake. He refused first aid and collapsed 45 minutes later. I, I never understand people who refuse first aid. Just let us help, man. On the 6th of November 2014, a tiger snake killed Shane Tati, who was 27 years old at the time, in Jaramon, Victoria. He was bitten on the wrist while weeding along a riverbank. Tati died despite getting the ordinary antivenom dose, but later testing revealed that he had active venom in his system after his death, leading to debates in toxicology fields about antivenom protocols. On December of 2014, Dane Kowalski was a 27-year-old male who died from a bite of a snake whose species we do not know. 95 kilometers south of Kubapedi in West South Australia is where he was presumed to be bitten. His body was found three months after his oh wow his body was found three months after his vehicle was found after he went missing. That is that's a cool story and we're going to look that up right now. That's very interesting. Um, Melbourne man Dane Kowalski found dead in South Australia outback, left note saying he was bitten by a snake. Wow. Okay, let's read this. Dane Kowalski, a Melbourne man found dead in the South Australian outback, left a note saying he was bitten by a snake, his mother claims. Tragic details have emerged about his fateful final hours alone and helpless in the outback as the family of the 27-year-old plumber grappled with news of his death after a tireless three-month search. Mr. Kowalski's mother, Vera, told the Sunday Mail that police found a note near his abandoned ute that said, I've been bitten by a snake. She said the note, written in pencil on a piece of cardboard, was found on a tree near the vehicle. She said early investigations appeared to suggest that her son had become bogged on a sandy desert track 95 kilometers south of Kubapedi. There were, six, there were sticks under the tires on the track, Mrs. Kowalski said. He'd been trying to turn the car around and it got stuck. It's thought that Mr. Kowalski was bitten as he tried to gather sticks to put under the wheels for his traction. The body was discovered 340 metres from the ute. Police would not confirm if Mr. Kowalski was bitten by a snake or if his vehicle had become bogged. The newspaper understands that the car was fitted with a steering wheel lock. Mrs. Kowalski had headed to Kubapedi after police had located her son's vehicle on Tuesday afternoon. Mr. Kowalski was last seen on December 13th when he told his friends he was heading to Darwin for a fishing trip. His body was found at 12.30pm on Friday in a harsh scrub, sorry, in harsh scrub about four kilometres off the main highway. It's not clear why he had diverted to the isolated road or how long his car had been at the location. We think he was on his way to Darwin, Ms. Kowalski said, who had returned to Melbourne on Saturday. Joined by other family and friends, the desperate mother had helped search the area herself in the days since the ute was located. SES and CFS volunteers had walked methodically in a grid cutting across the desolate Ingomar station. I nearly found him myself. If I kept walking, I would have found him, Mrs. Kowalski said. I just loved him so much. 
My sister and I lost our mother when I was 17 and she was nine. And then my beautiful boy has been taken from me. Ms. Kowalski said she deeply appreciated the support from friends and strangers who tried to help find her son. The remains of the young tradesman have been taken to Adelaide for an autopsy. Police said the death was not suspicious. My sister, oh, that's just repeating it. I'm a bit of an atheist now where I never used to be. I've lost my faith now. That's it, Mrs. Kowalski said. She also said she'd been deeply appreciative of the support of her friends and many strangers who helped try to find the son's body. Police have ruled out firm, uh, foul play. What a wild story. Poor guy. Yeah. I, sound, I think that's a good theory on what happened. He, his his uh, car got bogged in the sand and he went to search for sticks and other material to put under the uh, wheels so that he could unbog himself. And he's probably lifted up a snake and, uh, sorry, a stick and a snake's been underneath it. And then boom, there he goes. So yeah, quite, quite sad. Our next story occurs the year after. In January 3rd, a tiger snake killed someone named Mrs. Zed. She was 70 years old in Melton, Victoria. Mrs. Zed was bitten on her toe and asleep in her bed. She received two vials of antivenom within three hours of the bites and a third uh, vial a day later. Interesting. Uh, August 17th, 2015. An unconfirmed, possibly speckled brown snake, tiger snake, or dugite killed Anna Wortham in South Fremantle in Western Australia. She was bitten on the heel while out walking. On the 25th of October, 2015, a brown snake, or taipan, unconfirmed, killed a 62-year-old man in Townsville, Queensland. On the 5th of February, 2016, an undisclosed male named, uh, who, sorry, an undisclosed female who was six years old at the time died from an eastern brown snake attack in Walgett, New South Wales. On the 10th of April, 2016, Wayne Cameron, a 55-year-old man, was killed by a coastal taipan in Rockhampton, Queensland. On the 26th of December, 2016, a coastal taipan killed David Pitt, who was 77 years old at the time. He died in Yorkies Knob, north of Cairns in Queensland. Yorkies Knob is a f- objectively funny name for a place. Um, <laughs> the 10th of January, 2018, Brett Crow, who was 24 years old, died after being bitten by an eastern brown snake in Tamworth. Uh, Tamworth, for all you international listeners, is the country music capital of Australia. It's like the Nashville of Australia. Uh, on the 5th of February, 2018, uh, Sinita Martin, Sinita? Sinita Martin was a 27-year-old woman who died in MacArthur in Western Australia. The 27-year-old victim's unborn baby also died as a result of the snake bite. Oh, God, that's that's sad. That's a very sad one. Um, <clears throat> maybe we should read that story, too. Uh, ABC News. Yep, this is the 6th of February, 2018. A heavily pregnant woman and her unborn baby have died after a suspected snake bite in the Midwest, Western Australia of MacArthur, uh, 775 kilometers northeast of Perth. That just gives you an idea of how big Western Australia is, by the way. Perth is the main city in Western Australia, and this occurred 775 kilometers away. St. John's ambulance officers were called to a home in Main Street at 8.43 p.m. on Monday. It was reported that the 27-year-old woman had been bitten while outside her home and began fitting. 
She alerted family members who called emergency services. The woman was taken to the hospital but died shortly on arrival. The ABC understands medical staff at the hospital were unable to save her unborn baby. She was 31 weeks into her pregnancy. Her body will be taken to Perth for a post-mortem examination, but it could take some months to determine the exact cause and death and type of bite. Police are preparing a report for the coroner. Apparently, the, uh, the pregnancy may have hastened the death. Toxicologist and research fellow at the Australian Venom Research Unit, Dr. Timothy Jackson, said the woman's pregnancy may have been a factor in her death as low blood pressure or supine hypertension associated with pregnancy is often associated with rapid collapse after a snake bite. Some snake bites can have very dramatic effects on blood pressure, and some of the very rapid deaths we see in Australia are associated with a syndrome called rapid collapse, he said. This is more common after brown snake bites than after bites from any other species. Dr. Jackson said rapid collapse was often connected with fatal snake bite attacks in Australia and could lead to people collapsing within half an hour of the bite. Yeah, wow. Look, there's not more, uh, much more information in that story, so we'll, we'll just move on. Uh, that is that is sad. On April 19th in 2018, an eastern brown snake killed Aaron Bryant, a 46-year-old man in Deerigan in Queensland. A man carried the snake over to a neighbor to see if he could identify it, saying it had, been, it had bitten him. He collapsed shortly afterwards. On the 4th of October in 19, sorry, in 2018, an unknown species of sea snake killed Harry Evans, who was 23 years old. This occurred in the Northern Territory. He was bitten while pulling in a net. It was the first sea snake fatality in Australia since 1935. Five days later, on the 9th of October, Mary Nichols, a 83-year-old woman, was killed in Kurda, Western Australia, bitten on the ankle while pushing a wheelbarrow. The victim told her son that she felt the snake brush past, but didn't think she was actually bitten, although blood was found on closer examination. Following symptoms of vomiting, she was placed in an induced coma, but died in hospital in Perth. On the 29th of, 29th of December, uh, 2018, a tiger snake killed a 20-year-old man named Callan Edwards in Lardner, which is five kilometers southwest of Warragul in Victoria. Callan was bitten while attending the Beyond the Valley Music Festival on the 29th of December and was airlifted to hospital where he died on the 1st of January, 2019. His death was initially suspected to have occurred from a drug overdose. However, his medical medical staff later found traces of tiger snake venom in his system. Damn. I imagine that um, them misidentifying the cause of death could have uh, led to his yeah death, essentially. If they didn't know they were treating a snake bite, they thought it was a drug overdose, I think that would have taken up a lot of valuable time. And if they'd known earlier on what had actually happened, he may have been saved. But that is just my conjecture. On the 17th of March, 2019, Nathan Scatini was killed. He was 45 years old. He died in Champion Lakes in Western Australia. Mr. Scatini telephoned emergency services, saying he'd been bitten on, by a snake on the 17th of March whilst bushwalking in the Clemscott area. Emergency services were unable to locate Scatini or to make further contact, and a search operation commenced. Police located his body in bushland two days later. And the final death in the ninth, in the sorry, in the 2010s, occurred near the end of the last year, 2000, uh, 2019, the 23rd of October. D 
Dale Steele, a 68-year-old man, was killed by a Western brown snake in the Northern Territory. He was a tourist from South Australia and he died while camping in the Garagunak Balu National Park. He sought help at the ranger station but lost consciousness and died. And we are now very, very close to the present day in the 2020s and there's only a few stories. We're going to get to them now. On the 28th of January, 2020, a tiger snake killed Winston Fish, who was a 78-year-old man in in Oatlands in Tasmania. Winston Fish was bitten at least five times by a large snake while traveling on his farm, and he died at Royal Hobart Hospital two days later. Two days after that, oh, I guess the day of his uh, death, the 30th of January, 2020, an eastern brown snake killed Roger Taylor, who was 76 years old at the time, in Valeview, Queensland. He passed out in Princess Alexandra Hospital several days after being bitten approximately four times by a brown snake whilst moving nets at his Valeview property. Initially unaware of the severity, the victim drove approximately 30 minutes to Toowoomba to attend a gathering where he collapsed and hit his head. On the 20th of September 2020, an eastern brown snake killed Timot Ongosia, who was 40 years old. Uh, he was a Tongan seasonal fruit picker. He, he died in Cairns two days later. On the 20th of May 2021, an unknown snake killed a person named Vange Missios, who was 48, in Taradale, Victoria. This person had been working on a landscaping job on the 12th of May before visiting a local transfer station where he collapsed, uh, suffering cardiac arrest. Paramedics worked on him for an hour and a half and his heart stopped three times as they tried to save him. It was later discovered that he had unknowingly been bitten by a snake at some point during that day. He was placed in an induced coma and on life support for days following, but he died on the 20th of May. On the 21st of November 2021, an unknown snake killed Tristan Farm, a 11-year-old boy, in, Mung- in Murgon, Queensland. He was bitten while visiting a property with his father, who was later charged with manslaughter after failing to seek medical attention. I mean, my voice is getting sore, but I think that's a, that's a story we need to follow that up, for sure. Okay, how about we, we'll, we'll, I'll read the last two little bits and then we'll go to that story. There's two more two more uh, people on the list, but there's not much information. So on the 2nd of November, 2022, an eastern brown snake killed Michelle Geary, who was 55 years old, in Gunnedah, Queensland. And the final death on our list occurred this year, actually, the 28th of January, 2023. An unknown man, who was 60 years old at the time, died in Kensington Grove in Queensland, suspected eastern snake bite. Okay, eastern brown snake bite. Okay, let's look at the story about the... Uh, the father who got uh, sentenced for manslaughter after he didn't seek um, medical attention for his son who'd been bitten by a snake. So, uh, this is a news article uh, that was published uh, on the 9th of November 2022, okay, by Molly Hales and uh, Mashuka Tabsom. Uh, from news.com.au. Okay, so, dad charged after 11-year-old dies from snake bite. A boy bitten by a snake has been remembered as a little hero while his father has been charged with manslaughter. Jeez. New details about a boy who died after being bitten by a snake in Queensland have been revealed. The boy's father has since been charged with manslaughter over the tragedy. Tristram Farm, a 11-year-old boy, was uh, sorry, was 11 years old when he encountered the reptile in the South Burnett region in November of 2021. He died hours later. 
Queensland police have confirmed a 31-year-old man known to the boy was charged with manslaughter on Monday night following a 12-month investigation. It is believed Tristan was bitten when he, when he and his father, Carrad Farm, were at a friend's property in Mergen. Operation Uniform Weft was established to investigate the boy's... That's a terrible name. Investigate the boy's death. One relative took to social media at the time to pay tribute to her little hero. Quote, I'm so beyond lost for words and the heartbreak is unimaginable. I'm still in disbelief. I couldn't be any luckier to have had a nephew like you, she wrote. Quote, thank you for making me an auntie. I love you more than I ever thought possible. I'm missing you more and more every minute. There'll be a U-sized hole in my, sh- in my heart forever. Police alleged the Mergen man failed to seek medical attention after the boy reported being bitten. He is due to appear in Mergen Magistrate Court on December 6th. From 2000 to 2013, there were fewer deaths from snake bites than from bees, wasps, ants, and ticks, according to a 2016 study published in the Internal Medical Journal. Two people die on average every year from snake bites, a fraction of the victims, 30,000 snake bites, which occur in the country annually. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I don't know what the um, the the outcome of that was, and it is it's possible because it's so recent um, that the the. He has not been uh, sentenced yet. So there you go. Guys, that's our entire list. That's every fatal snake bite in Australian history uh, that, it, that at least is on this list. Um, it's a, it's a, it, that was a really interesting list. There were so many interesting stories that kind of um, popped up there. Um, so just a little bit more information for you about snake bites in Australia. Despite their fearsome reputation, venomous snakes play a crucial role in Australia's ecosystems by helping control rodent populations and maintaining balances of nature. Recognising this, Australians have adopted a general attitude of coexistence with these creatures. Many snakes... Many snake encounters occur in urban areas, prompting snake catchers to be called upon for their safe removal. Education campaigns and public awareness initiatives emphasize the importance of understanding snake behavior and providing them with space for their natural habitats. Given the potential danger of snake bites, Australians living in or visiting snake-prone areas are encouraged to take precautions. Wearing appropriate clothing, such as enclosed shoes and long pants, reducing the, reduces the risk of being bitten. Avoiding provocation and practicing cautious behavior in snake habitats are also key. In the unfortunate event of snake bites, quick action is essential. Pressure and mobilization techniques can slow the spread of venom through the lymphatic system, and victims should seek medical attention as soon as possible. Australia has a long history of researching its venomous snakes, which has led to significant advancements in anti-venom production. Anti-venom is created by injecting small amounts of snake venom into animals such as horses and then harvesting the antibodies produced in response. This treatment has saved countless lives by providing a targeted defense against the effects of snake bites. The realm of venomous Australian snakes is a complex interplay of biology, ecology, and human interaction. Now, while these serpents can be lethal, their role in maintaining ecosystems and the ongoing research to better understand and mitigate their effects underscore their significance. Australians continue to adapt and coexist with these creatures, respecting their place in the natural world whilst taking appropriate precautions to safeguard themselves and others from potential danger. So there you have it, folks. That is Australian Venom, our episode on all the Australian uh, deaths from snake bites that I could find. We're going to take a quick break now. I've been talking for an hour. My God. We're going to take a a quick break. You might hear some messages, uh, probably just a little bit of music, and we'll be back uh, for the rest of the episode. Go and have a wee.
Oh, and we're back. Guys, it is time for the Scratch of the Day. And we're going to do something a little different again this week for the Scratch of the Day. I was searching for news articles of animal attacks, and I found a few really interesting ones. But I think we're going to save them because I found an article published earlier this year called Top 10 Wildest Animal Attacks of 2022. So we're nearly through with, I can't believe I'm saying this, we're nearly through with 2023. But let's look back at 2022. Um, These are the animal attacks that occurred uh, the top 10, I don't know what metric they're judging this by, but the top 10 animal attacks from last year. And I wonder if how many of these we've actually covered in our Scratch of the Day in previous episodes. So let's see how many we can remember. Starting off at number 10, Tiger Attacks Zookeeper. In the year 2020, it got off to a rough start for three zookeepers at Nasu Safari Park in Japan when they were attacked by a 400-pound Bengal tiger. On the 4th of January, the first worker arrived at the park. A 26-year-old woman went into the buildings where the animals occasion to do a safety check, but the tigers hadn't been locked up properly the night before. So once inside, she found the tiger, Volta, in the corridor. Volta pounced, eventually biting off the young woman's hand. Oh my god. Two of the woman's co-workers heard her screams and tried to help, but they were also attacked. It took over 30 minutes for the veterinarian on staff to tranquilize Volta. In the end, all three workers were hospitalized but survived. Wow. Okay. Um, we definitely did not cover that story before. I had not heard that one. Bit off her hand. My God, that's fucking nuts. Uh, number nine, Hippo attacks Toddler. When listing the most dangerous animals in the world, hippos probably aren't the first creatures that come to mind. Uh, not if you're a Manitas fan, you know that they are. However, these huge animals killed kill approximately 500 people per year. In December of 2022, Iga Paul almost became one of these statistics. Two-year-old Iga was playing outside his family home in Uganda when a hippo from a nearby Lake Edward attacked. Initial reports claimed that the animal swallowed the child whole and then miraculously vomited him up when a neighbor began pelting it with rocks. However, officials later clarified that only Iga's head and shoulders were in the hippo's mouth. Either way, the boy is likely to have made a full recovery since a hippo's sharp tusks can grow up to be 20 inches long and their bite can equal 2,000 pounds of pressure. I don't remember uh, that story either. There you go. Number eight, giraffe attacks toddler and mother. I don't think we did this one because I've never had a a, a, um, a giraffe story on the show. Um, Nicole Panos of South Africa wasn't as lucky as Iga Paul when she and her children were attacked by a giraffe in Kulini Game Park. The park bills itself as a luxury resort for people who want to explore the abundance and diversity of wildlife and say guests can explore a variety of trails when getting an up-close look at zebras, wildebeest, and giraffes. However, guests are prohibited from feeding the animals and are encouraged to keep a safe distance. As an experienced guide at the park, Nicole would have been familiar with these rules, but was also used to seeing the animals thoroughly throughout, sorry, throughout the property. On October 20th, 2022, she was taking her two children back to their cabin when they came across a herd of giraffes. The trio continued past the herd, and although giraffes are normally peaceful, one of them attacked the small family, severely injuring Nicole and tragically killing her 16-month-year-old daughter. Sorry, her 16-month-old daughter. Authorities reported no known reason for the attack, but noted that several calves were in the herd and that the female giraffe can be aggressive in defense of their young. Number seven, 
pet kangaroo attacks owner. We did talk about this on the show. I remember this one. Peter Edes was a lifelong animal lover and alpaca breeder in Australia who also has the sad distinction of being the first Australian killed by a kangaroo since 1936. And not just any kangaroo, but one that he'd raised from a small joey. What he didn't realise is that in 2022, his pet had just hit the turning point age for kangaroos, especially those in captivity. According to wildlife expert Michelle Jones, when a kangaroo is right about three years old, these cute pets turn into wild animals, and their behaviour becomes unpredictable. Although fatal attacks are rare, male kangaroos can be aggressive and see people in an upright position as threatening. No one is sure if that's what provoked Edie's pet. When a relative found him later that day, he had already been seriously injured by the angry kangaroo. Unfortunately for Edie's, medical help was delayed even longer because the kangaroo wouldn't let the paramedics near the man. Eventually shot, police eventually shot the creature, but it was too late for Edie's who succumbed to his injuries. Number six, Python swallows a woman alive. People always say that snakes are more afraid of you than you are of them, but that's hard to believe in the case of 22-foot-long pythons capable of eating anything that crosses their path. And in October of 2022, a 54-year-old grandmother named Gerard was apparently crossed paths with the wrong snake at the wrong time. According to her husband, Gerard left home to go to work and never returned. He later found some of her belongings in the forest and organized a search party. The rescuers found the huge snake with a suspicious bulge in its stomach. Sure enough, once they killed the snake and cut it open, they found Gerard's body inside. We did talk about this story, but not in a scratch of the day. It was actually part of our main story um, about snakes. A really early episode. I thought like episode eight or something. So... Um, Unless I'm thinking of a different story, because I'm not sure if those times match up. Um, the one I'm thinking of may have happened in 2021, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, okay, number five. We've definitely talked about this one, and recently. Elephant kills woman and attacks her funeral. One of the strangest stories of the year 2022 involved an elephant who not only killed a woman, but then stormed into her funeral and attacked her corpse. In June, 70-year-old Maya Murmu was walking uh, to a well in Oshida, India, when she encountered an Asian elephant that had escaped from a nearby animal sanctuary. The huge beast trampled Murmu and ran away. Murmu was taken to a nearby hospital for treatment, but she never recovered. This is where the story takes an odder turn. Murmu's family was in the middle of her funeral ceremony when the same elephant reappeared and charged towards the unlit pyre. It grabbed Murmu's body, flung it in the air, and trampled it again before disappearing back into the bush. Ah, uh, jeez. Yeah, I forgot how fucked up that story was. It's a lot. We definitely talked about that one, and quite recently, I remember that. Um, number four, the fourth worst story of last year, alligator drowns South Carolina man. Alligator sightings are common in the South southern U U.S. states. In fact, there are approximately 100,000 of the giant reptiles living in South Carolina alone. Despite their fearsome appearance, alligator attacks are rare. And when they do happen, it's largely attributed to the animals that have gotten lost, that have lost their natural fear of humans. For example, when humans feed alligators and condition them to think of people as a source of food, or when the gator is surrounded by humans daily and has gotten accustomed to their presence, like on golf courses and neighborhood ponds. 
Wars. This seems to be the case in the death of Michael Bernstein in June of 2022. According to reports, Bernstein was mowing the grass on the side of a pond at the Myrtle Beach Golf and Yacht Club community when an 11-foot-long alligator lunged from the water, grabbed him, and dragged him back below the surface. Bernstein was then held underwater until he drowned, and first responders were eventually able to retrieve his body. We did talk about that story. I remember it. It was very sad because it had just happened at the time when we when we reported it. Um, now, this next one, I think also we had... Yes, we did talk about in the Scratch of the Day last year. Number three, Monkey Mob Kills a Baby. July of 2022 featured one of the most horrific attacks of the year when a group of rhesus macaque monkeys attacked a family in Uttar Pradesh, India and threw the youngest child to its death. According to reports, on July 18th, Nirdesh Upadhyay and his wife and infant son were out to relax on their third floor terrace. When they were out enjoying the fresh air, some of the monkeys that roamed the city climbed onto the roof. Upadhyay tried to run back into the house but tripped and lost hold of his four-month-old son. With terrifying speed, one of the monkeys grabbed the baby and threw it off the roof. By the time the parents had fought their way through the monkeys and rushed downstairs, the boy had died. Number two, another one we've talked about, leopard attacks 15 people. We only sort of talked about this once the leopard had actually been uh, captured, so let's revisit that. India was also the site of one of the last animal attacks of the year when a leopard injured 15 people on December 27th, 2022. It started in the Rainforest Research Institute campus on a Monday morning in Assam, India, when the huge cat began prowling around searching for food. For the next 24 hours, the leopard ran rampant through the village, jumping onto vehicles and terrifying residents. The majority of people injured were forest officials, but a woman and two children were also wounded. Luckily, all the victims survived. And number one, and I don't remember this one, Bear Wrestles College Wrestlers. Um, Let's read this and see if it sparks any memories, because I don't have any memory of this. Animal attacks aren't usually uplifting stories, but it's nice to be able to round out the 2022 list with a story that also shows friendship, bravery, and incredible selflessness. Brady Lowry and Kendall Cummings, wrestlers at Northwest College in Cody, uh, WY, is that Wyoming? Wyoming, yes, went into Showstone National Forest on October 17th to hunt for uh, dropped antlers, but found a bear instead. According to Lowry, The grizzly charged out of the trees and knocked him to the ground. It then bit him, breaking his left arm in the process. That's when Cummings jumped in to help, grabbing the bear's ear and tried to pull the animal off Lowry. His attempt worked a little too well, since the grizzly turned its attentions to Cummings, knocking him down and biting him as well. The wrestler fought back, bravely shoving his hands into the bear's mouth so it couldn't bite his neck. The strategy worked at first, with the grizzly retreating, but then it returned to attack Cummings again, this time crunching down on his skull and face. Eventually, the pair was able to get away and get help. Although hospitalized with serious injuries, both young men survived. Because, according to Lowry, the bond between the best friends meant neither would leave the other one behind. There you go. So that is, um, yeah, that's the 10 best animal attack stories of 2022. We're visiting it now, halfway through 2023. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered about half of those. So half of them must have gotten missed. Um, <laughs> so half of them must have gotten missed when we um, were doing our Scratch of the Weeks last year. All right, gang, that's going to be our episode. Uh, it's a long one today. Wow, I am tired of speaking and I'm sure you're tired of me speaking as well. 
what sh- what do we have to say? Oh yes, I said before earlier in the episode. I'm in Cairns this week. If you uh, are from Cairns or you know anyone in Cairns who'd like to catch up, let me know. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I put a question on my Instagram uh, yesterday as I was flying back from uh, Melbourne, and uh, yeah, I had some interesting responses. So my question was. What is the scariest or most dangerous animal you've ever seen in the wild yourself? And um, I had a lot of responses. A lot of North Americans there saying uh, they just have black bears regularly in their backyards, which is terrifying. Some coyotes, a lot of black bears, some wolves. And I'm just, I swear to God, man, North America is terrifying compared to Australia. I, I, I cannot imagine living somewhere where a fucking black bear could just be in my backyard. It's not, I, it's terrifying. Anyway, anyway, um, if you want to go onto my Instagram and do any of that stuff, I put up questions most weeks. Uh, man, it is pod. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that's the email. Um, yeah, man, it is podcast on Instagram. Also at Jimothy Chaps on Instagram. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash man Email me at man at gmail.com. And if you have any other questions, you can always reach out via our Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash man eaters pod as well uh that's it for today guys thank you so much for listening i will see you next week with a kind of a part two of this sort of episode we're gonna do the same thing a big list but this time all the fatal snake attacks in the united states so we'll be doing we did australian venom today and we're doing american venom next week so i'll see you then have a fantastic week i love your faces and just remember stay safe out there because as we've learned it's a jungle out there Thank you.